Ver come tu idli neurosis. I'm Nate. I'm Ethan. And this is... I didn't even have my script up, man. This is the alien episode. Nice. I don't know where I am. <laughs> like an alien. Uh, but no, we had a, an awesome episode, an awesome time seeing the movie, yeah. listening to the album. Mm. Uh, the movie of the week is Arrival, mm-hmm. the fairly new release. Which is about aliens coming to planet Earth. 100% mm. for the most part. Maybe 98% about aliens. Because there's yeah. some humans intertwined there. It's a lot of humans. I would but argue more humans. More humans, yeah. It's more about us. We'll get to that. Ooh. Um, but the album of the week is Starboy from The Weeknd, mm-hmm. the Canadian-born Canadia. That's him. That's him. And his real name is, I can never, I always forget it, but... Our friends up north. Yeah. That's a pretty good album. And our beer of the week is, because aliens come from where, Ethan? The sky. Actually, probably space and space. or alternate dimensions, depending on, you know, what theory you take on yeah you know let's get let's dive into that no but because they come from the sky we got big sky ipa i'm gonna open this right now from big sky brewing company Mm -hmm. out of montana of the united states of america Mm -hmm. so the notes and there's a slash commercial description this is a good one um in montana many classic memories are made right after someone says and i quote hold my beer and watch this These bold, assertive moments deserve a bold, assertive beer. Big Sky IPA. A distinct hot presence and malty backbone will leave you refreshed and ready for your moment of glory. Hang on tight and enjoy the ride. Very inappropriately, there is a deer or something on the bottle, which has nothing to do with aliens. Although, one could argue that Bambi was an alien. True. Hear me out. (laughs) I want to hear that. that's That's all I got. No, it looks, I'm pretty sure it's an elk. Eh, I agree. It could be. But it's made in Montana. It is. So, from beeradvocate.com. Apparently, you can submit your own user-based beer descriptions. That's not user. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Added by Beer Nut like... 7. <laughs> On 8 2002. Did, did you say nut, or isn't that? Beer Nut. That is nut. It looks like a mutt. Yeah, so this, it's, I mean, it's an IPA, right? I yeah. would say this is more of a well-balanced one than some of the other ones, which are super hops in the face. And it's clear. It's filtered. It's delicious. It's 6.2% alcohol, so it's not super strong. You could drink a whole bunch of these and, you know, get home if you needed to. <laughs> you get home in one piece. No, <laughs> but Beer Nut 7, wonderful description. 
That's yeah. for sure. It's, it's a good, a good beer. Yeah, it's a good salad. I've one. had it before, I think, a bunch of times. I've had a couple of their other beers. They do a brown ale, which I'm not I'm not real crazy about. Is that the moose? They, they're big fans yeah, yeah. of moose drool. That's the one. I yeah. don't care for that. Yeah. I think it tastes I'm not kind a of, fan. tastes kind of funny. Yeah. Hmm. But I was searching through alien-themed beers, and this is, I was like, well, I can kind of go this way, that way. And I was like, Sky. Yeah, it works. It works. Don't so. think too hard about it. Nope. Usually don't. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy. Um, so on to our uh, definition of the word of the week, alien. Um, mm. It is both an adjective and a noun, so its primary use is an adjective, uh, which is belonging to a foreign country or nation or planet or solar system or galaxy. Um, and the noun is a foreigner, especially one who is not naturalized, not a naturalized citizen of the country where they are living. Hmm. Interesting. No reference whatsoever to extraterrestrials. Yeah. In the dictionary. Which is interesting. So what does it mean to you? Well, I think, before I say what it means to me, I think the reason they don't have that is because I'm like 100% sure this word existed long before people even thought about the concept of extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. The concept of an alien being alien in a country existed long before people saw some weird thing in the sky and they were like, it's aliens for sure. But no, so when I think of alien though, like I'm a huge sci-fi nerd. Yeah. I love science fiction. I love the possibility of extraterrestrials. And I think we've talked about it before. I have somewhat of an amateur appreciation for all things paranormal, especially UFOs. I've never seen anything myself, except for maybe once. But that's a story for a different time. Um, but I like to consider myself a, you know, a student of the field of uf- ufology, you know. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm interested in the concept. I love that kind of stuff, you know, whether or not, you know, an unidentified flying object is actually some, a being from another world it has never been proven. That's just something a whole lot of people assume. But it certainly brought a lot of fun sci-fi and stuff. So, you know, I think of the Alien movies, certainly some of my favorite movies ever. Um, you know, Prometheus, obviously. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, any science fiction. And, I, you know, we, we're going to talk about Arrival today, and I think it's a very unique and pretty smart take on the alien, which we'll talk about. But I almost exclusively think of nerdy stuff because <laughs> that's the kind of person I am. So how about you? I was kind of along the same thing. I thought of a lot of science fiction stuff, a lot of... Um, it's, kind of it's kind of this interesting thing because so many people apparently may or may not have had an experience with a, with an alien or UFO. It's way more people than you'd think, man. Yeah, and it's it's But insane. you can't talk about it. Yeah, you can't, and you can't. Because everybody laughs about you. And you. They think you're a nut job. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that's kind of the way I went. But reading this definition now, it's kind of interesting. I, I, I barely <clears throat> thought of, like, the concept of immigration. Yeah. Which is, you know, sort of a, in, a, in our nation an issue. And, it's a hot topic right now. Yeah, and I think in every country it kind of is, but... Yeah, I didn't even think of that angle. And now reading this, they don't even have any reference whatsoever to Well, the concept aliens. is pretty much... It's there. Instead of being a country, you just replace the word country with planet. Planet. <laughs> I mean, You're not from our planet. It's the same definition, just planet. But I've kind of... My mind has wandered on... And this is going to sound... This is going to not make me sound like a nerd, but make me sound like a total idiot. But, like, the concept of, like, men in black. Mm-hmm. Total, like you know, not a, a low-level concept of aliens. Sure. But, like, there's got to be people that are from other planets just walking around. Well, a man planet. in black, a man in black isn't, and there are, I mean, that's a. It's not just based on a movie. I mean, that idea is based on things that people have experienced. Yeah. Which a lot of people claim the, claim the men in black are some sort of entity that, you know, 
is is looking out for it. Certainly in the movie Men in Black, they they make it t- totally over the top. But uh, yeah, I mean that that stuff is could be. Yeah, you know what I think, and I think when we talk about the movie Arrival, when I think of aliens, one thing that I'm kind of sick of seeing is when you hear alien, everybody instantly pictures you know a little green or gray man with you know tall and skinny with big black eyes and expressionless face, tiny mouth, that kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. But in reality, if we were to ever encounter other intelligent life in the universe, if it exists, it would probably be so bizarre and so strange, we would probably not even know it was there. Because they could live in different dimensions, for all we know, perceive reality totally differently. If you look at the visual spectrum human beings perceive colors on, like we perceive a tiny amount of all the things that are actually going on around us. So, And one of the things I liked about the movie Arrival, which I'm sure we'll talk about, is that it was one of the first movies I've seen where it really shows you truly alien aliens and indeed part of the movie is showing well how how do you communicate with something that's so different from us yeah it's not just like oh look it has a head and two arms it's similar to us it's like probably not (laughs) when we need to come to the realization that we have no clue right what anything that lives on another in another dimension or solar system or whatever even looks like yeah we base everything we know off of what we know yeah and i think i forget what the basis of the kind of egg-headed alien that we're used to the grays they're called yeah is you know that that there's no basis for that really people claim that that's what they've seen when they're like abducted and stuff and it's like a fairly consistent thing but i would argue that once you put a description like that out in the zeitgeist you put it in people's subconscious so when they do have an experience maybe that's how they perceive it because when you see something you truly can't understand your brain is going to do the best it can to make sense of it in terms you know yeah so you know, that's maybe a thing there, but I think it's a... F- I mean, you could talk about this all day. Yeah, I think the best, honest to God, if you want to read straight up research on what and how our brains perceive aliens, it's people that were totally... Um, I think it was people that were totally blind and deaf. They gave them back their eyesight because that's very easier, much easier to restore nowadays. Mm-hmm. And from that, then they asked them to like describe what they were seeing and their descriptions are just out of this world because they're seeing things that they've never even... Right. Their mind can't wrap their heads. Well, think around. about if you've never, if you've been blind your whole life, and you're told, you're, you're constantly hearing, "Oh, that's green," you know, that the color green. You, if you're blind, you have no conception of what that is. So, in your mind's eye, what do you create? If in that hypothetical situation, you're given the gift of sight, how how does what you have in your head impact what's happening in reality? And I think there's a certain level in that and how you perceive things that is like super important to understanding anything and i and i think with the concept of aliens i mean that's just something people don't think about if there are extraterrestrials out there you are going to encounter something a being that has had it's physiologically probably uh, we can't even we don't even know like who knows what kind of sensory what kind of senses it has and this and that it would just be it would be unbelievable. So I think the whole concept of understanding that that uh, we're very limited in how much we perceive is important. You know? Yeah. It's cool stuff. You could do... I think we could do a whole, like, episode. 50th and episode. Nothing but that. We'll just watch X-Files and... <laughs> yes. Yes. Theorize. As we, as we lightly stroke our chins. We'll be like, I like, I like Dana. No, I like Mulder. Oh, wait, Mulder. no, Fox. Mulder. Fox. Mulder and Fox. Fox, Mulder, Dana Scully. Yeah. Let's be real. I remember there was an episode of the X-Files I watched at my cabin, or my family's cabin when I was alone, and I had ordered a pizza, and I got the pizza, and in it the dude ordered a pizza, and an alien came to his door and got him. That's amazing. 
And I was like, oh, I'm fucked, you know? <laughs> Not really. Incredible. I was okay. So I'm recording this podcast, unless I'm an alien. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I'm out of here. Deep six. I'm done. All right. On to our high-priority news items, also related to stars and sky. Mm. Big Sky IPA from Big Sky Brewing Company. Um, the upcoming CBS series, Star Trek Discovery, is taking shape. Um, as the acting roles are confirmed, uh, Michelle Yeoh, Yeo? I think it's Yeoh, yeah. um, of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon fame. Thank you for putting that in there. <laughs> I'm forcing um, is, <laughs> is joining Starfleet as a captain. Also, Doug Jones and Anthony Rapp have been confirmed. The series will begin in May of 2017. I've got to think that's a pretty big production. Yeah. In terms I mean, it's the of, next Star Trek series, yeah. so it's a, it's been a long, it's been a, almost twenty years since the last series, I think. And this, I'm a, I would assume, this is going to be kind of a prime time. Well, deal. it's going to be on CBS, and I think we talked about it before. What's going to happen is, it's going to be on CBS, but they're coming up with their own streaming service that you can pay for and watch it there. However, they're partnered with Netflix now, so at the end of each episode, or uh, at the end of each season, it'll pop up on Netflix. So you can binge on it, right? Which I'm, I'm probably gonna do because I love Star Trek. I've seen all of it, so I'm pumped TV, for this. The TV shows were great. Oh yeah, you know, and it wasn't just great. I watched the thing about the um, like kind of bit actors, and it was really good for bit actors too. Yeah, it was they similar, made a bunch of money. It and, was similar to Star Wars in that these people who got hired for these little positions and they thought whatever it ended up being like this lifelong thing. Even if you were in one scene of a classic episode of Star Trek or in one of the Star Wars movies. You, there would be people asking for you at a convention. They would be like, what about the guy in episode 17, season four, who did this? There are super fans out there of Star Trek who are looking for your autograph. Yeah. And I think that's so cool to hear that, that these people have sort of a you know, a connection for life with, with the franchise, just because I think science fiction in general, something about science fiction and horror, there's just something about those genres that the fans, they're not just fans, they like live it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I think that's super cool. Yeah, and fan fan cons are always good to go to, like specific genres. Because I only went to one, which was the Walker Stalker Con in Chicago, which was for The Walking Dead. But just to see that, even like these tiny little, they maybe were in one or two episodes. They they had a little booth there, and people were there signing. Like, hey, can I get your autograph? And they're paying money to do this. Keep in Mm -hmm. mind, crazy. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But it's awesome. Good stuff. Looking forward to it. It'll be interesting. Star Trek Discovery, May 2007. And I like Michelle Yeoh. I mean, I like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Fame. Classic film. That doesn't make sense with what I just said. (laughs) I know. Come on, Nate. (laughs) This is a new thing. Um, And also, um, the other high-powered news news item is that Ridley Scott received his uh, DGA from the Director's Guild Lifetime Achievement Award. He's set to receive it. He's set to. I don't think it's happened yet. No, no. To receive. Yeah, the DGAs won't be happening until before the Oscars, usually a week or two before the Oscars. Yeah. So, but that's big. I mean, I love Ridley Scott. And again, going back to science fiction, this dude directed Alien. A lot. I was... Most recently, The Martian, um, Prometheus. Uh, he did Gladiator, which won Best Picture. This dude's a legendary director, so it certainly makes sense he's getting this. Yeah, I literally, I wrote one note which said, well-deserved. Yeah. Because he's a ton of good films. Yeah, I think I guarantee if anybody looks up Ridley Scott, if the name doesn't ring familiar, I guarantee you've seen at least one or two of this guy's movies. Yeah. And not just like like good movies, but really influential movies. Oh yeah. You know? Like they've Blade had a Runner. long yeah, Blade Runner, Gladiator, Alien. Like these are yeah. things that have gone 
He's even done. He's he, he. I mean, he's done a lot of. He did Thelma and Louise. Remember that movie? Yeah, he did. Yeah, really. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I should have looked him up on IMDb. Yeah, he's great. But yeah, he's gonna get a lifetime achievement award. And he's still rocking. But we'll talk about that later in this episode. Mm-hmm. Some news related to Ridley yeah. Scott, perhaps. Maybe. Perhaps. Hashtag. All right. <laughs> hashtag so what? We, you can just throw a hashtag, hashtag out there like perhaps. that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can't just throw a lone hashtag out there. I'm gonna do that to con- to confuse people now. What's a hashtag for? Hashtag? I tried to hashtag a hashtag recently. It doesn't work. So yeah. a double hashtag? Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't do anything. They should just make. They should make that be that, something. That would always like be. A... That would always be number one though. There'd just be drunk people on Twitter like ha, ah, hashtag hashtag, <laughs> hashtag. And the next thing you know, it's gonna be like, how many hashtags can you put before what you need to say? And Oh, no, like a, a double hashtag. This is something we should be not talking about in a public arena. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a thing. Double, double hashtag. hashtag. Dude. Where did it come from? I'm going to send a tweet. Right from, here in this bicycle. I'm going to send a tweet from our Weekly Neurosis Twitter page at Weekly Neurosis right now that says hashtag double hashtag make it happen. And then I'm going to put an actual, what a double hashtag looks like afterwards. Well, it should be like a double A, because a lot of people would do double A's to end up at the top of... No, no, no. It's just a hash, like hashtag, hashtag. So it's just like the supreme being of hashtags? Yeah. The alpha king? Yeah. Well, unless you do like three or more. I mean, this is the possible... I mean, I guess... Only doubles. On Twitter, the most you could get is 140, right? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. This could be this could be dangerous. This is big stuff. And we are about to break, so we're gonna when we come back, we're gonna do our movie of the week arrival. That's the one which is about aliens mm. and humans. I would say it's a movie about people that has aliens in it. That's true. You know? That's true. Which is very unique for yeah. an alien film. Yeah. That's gonna be our movie of the week. In the break, you're gonna hear the trailer, which the trailer Ooh. I've seen it. Creepy music. Probably somebody going like, "Oh, you'll hear." I'm sure you're going to hear like a newscaster going like, "They're everywhere." They yeah, landed in that, and then or, some clicking because they kind of make this like. I don't think they really. Sm- do you see the aliens in the trailer? No, because that'd be that would just defeat the purpose. I think you like see a part of them for like a second. Yeah. 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 No signs because that's a big part of it. But that is going to be our movie of the week. When we come back, enjoy the trailer or the audio for it. If you want to see the whole thing, you can actually go to YouTube and actually watch I it. I usually p- play the majority of it, though. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Hmm. So enjoy. We'll be right back. There are days that define your story beyond your life. <laughs> like the day they arrived. Signs of what might be called first contact. The objects measure at least... I'm Colonel G.T. Webber from Army Intelligence. Pack your bags. You're at the top of everyone's list when it comes to translations. Priority one. What do they want? Where are they from? You'll be reporting to me, but you'll be working with him when you're in the show. That's what they call him, the UFO. Who's being carted off in the medevac? Not everyone is wired for what you're about to do. So what do they look like? You'll see soon enough. Every 18 hours, a door opens up 
That's where we go in. Welcome back into Weekly Neurosis. I am Nate. I'm Ethan. It's time for Album of the Week. Ethan, take it away. So this week, we are reviewing R&B slash pop sensation, The Weeknd's new release, Starboy. So The Weeknd, whose real name is, let me try this, <clears throat> Abel McConan Tesfaye, is a Canadian singer, songwriter, and record producer. He rose to infamy in 2011 after releasing three well-received mixtapes. In 2013, he released his debut album, which I think was called Kiss Land. Mm -hmm. And in 2015, his album Beauty Behind the Madness, which we both really, really liked, I believe, um, was released to general acclaim and was even nominated for Best Album of the Year at the Grammys. Uh, His music is generally classified as R&B, although his music is a bit more experimental than much of the music within that genre. Um, So some notes about this particular album. Starboy is The Weeknd's third studio record and features many guests such as Future, Kendrick Lamar, Lana Del Rey, and Daft Punk. The the record continues The Weeknd down a path of sonically interesting R&B music, albeit this time with perhaps a bit more mainstream appeal. So, Nate, what did you think about Starboy? Well, um, I really like The Weeknd's album, <coughs> first two albums, I'll, I'll say that. And I feel like we're kind of, at an, kind of at a point in his career where he might be kind of transitioning or trying to transition into a new area. So this album was a little bit, I don't want to say confusing, but it was very much a, like kind of a, a story of two albums. There's a lot of songs that I felt were not great, and there's other songs that I felt like wow, this is good, good, solid music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that he's kind of at an impasse in terms of where he's at in his career. I mean, he got Daft Punk, who's really hard to get to produce anything. Uh, two two songs on his album, on this album, which were both pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just just in general, it was kind of a, a bipolar album. And it kind of, I feel like in this album, it's kind of like you're going to land on either side of the fence, positive or negative. Right, I really liked Beauty Behind the Madness. Yeah, um, oh, I think that was on our. T- I was gonna say, wasn't that on both of our top? 10s? I don't think it was on mine. I think I, it was on mine. You I did like you did an R and B top five last year, and it was on there. Yeah, and it was probably on. It's a great album. Yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, I liked this album, but um, definitely not as much as, as Beauty Behind the Madness. And I kind of agree with you that I feel like he's sort of in a weird spot because I think. M- Musically, this movie is movie. This album is way stronger than it is lyrically. I think on his album Beauty Behind the Madness, lyrically and musically, he was like perfectly in sync because we saw this dude who had really risen to fame pretty quickly. And all the lyrics on that album were about, you know, partying and drugs and girls and all this stuff. And it was sort of a very serious face, looked at some stuff, kind of a dark album in some ways, although a lot of it was very fun and poppy as well. This album has a lot of the same lyrical stuff going on, a lot of the drugs and partying and stuff, but musically, I don't think it matches because musically speaking, this dude listened to nothing but Daft Punk and Kavinsky 
and you know stuff like that preparing because musically this album is like all synthesizers and like funky beats and there's even some like trap hip-hop stuff going on in some songs that to me didn't work at all but um when you match that direction the music is going in which even like the melodies in these songs are awesome but i just think what brought this whole album down for me was the lyrics where i was just like okay, we heard you last time. You drink, you party, you get with girls you don't know, good for you. And this time it wasn't satirical, it wasn't dark, it wasn't exploratory or anything. It was just like, it just seemed excessive. And maybe that's what he's going for. But it's like, this dude has got an amazing voice. Um, the, 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 I thought the music itself on the album was top notch. I just felt like, lyrically, it, it didn't do anything for Dropped, me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like he's at a point where he... And this, this is how this album sounded to me is that he needs to keep like pushing forward and keep doing what you're doing to some point, but make it make it a little different. And so it sounded a lot of it sounded really a lot like what he's done, but just kind of a little bit different. And the the lyrics I felt like were totally forced. Yeah, like it's absolutely. like oh, he's still trying to talk about what he's talk we talked about in his first two albums and. I don't know. It was was so confusing to me. It was really confusing. Because the first song in here is the title track, Starboy. And that was one of the few songs where I thought the lyrics worked, where he's juxtaposing the idea of being a celebrity, a star, with the idea of being from outer space. If you're at this level of fame, you're basically living on another planet. And I thought that was kind of cool. But then the second song in the album is called Party Monster. And he's just like, mixing up a drink. Mixing up a drink. Yeah. I, I was just like, oh, brother. Like, it was just a lot of it's stuff all about like him, that. like, just pouring, you know, dr- having drinks, Getting hooking with up with girls, yeah. doing all the stupid stuff. And, uh, you know, it just, it didn't work. And, and I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know where he's at. That's the thing. Yeah, and, and the weird thing is, is, like, I don't think there was, the only, again, the song Party Monster was one of the few songs I really didn't like at all. I felt like, the, even the instrumentals on that, I felt like if you removed his singing, you could have put, like, Young Thug or Future over it, and it were to work just fine. And he even did some auto tune. Yeah, he was a feature. Yeah, yeah. And he even did some auto tune. And it's like the weekend doesn't need to auto tune his voice. Yeah, he can sing just fine. But you know, even on other songs where I thought the lyrics weren't very good, like Rockin', uh, False Alarm was one I really liked. I think if you listen to this album from a musical standpoint, those songs are freaking awesome. Yeah. And I think really most of the album uh, pretty is, although it's it's long, it's almost seventy minutes, and it really starts to feel long in the last four or five tracks until the very last song, which is I Feel It Coming, which is one of the Daft Punk songs, which, again, is easily one of the best songs in the album. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm just kind of all over the place with this because musically, I think this album is awesome. But lyrically, I just don't buy it anymore. And maybe I think my theory is that he didn't wait long enough to record this album. Yeah. His last album came out just a year ago, a little bit more than a year ago. I think if he would have waited, waited two, maybe three years, he we would see him at another stage in his life, and uh, we would maybe have gotten a little bit more diversity in some some of the stuff. Yeah, and, I, and this kind of felt a little bit like a singles dump. Oh yeah, like where he wants to put. But the thing with a singles dump is you usually have like a a major hit single. And it matriculates, then you release maybe one more single, then you release the album. Well, Starboy's making their rounds right now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, and yeah, but it's, I don't feel like that's like hit to his level. Nothing like I can't feel my face. Yeah. Like that was a huge song. And granted, we're we're asking this guy to produce uh, a hit that I mean, none of us could really make a well, song right. that's like See, that. 
I th- addictive. I think uh, the one song on here that will be, I'm calling it now, the, the big single from this album is going to be Rockin'. I think that yeah. is going to be the big hit from this song. I think that's one of the strongest albums. Honestly, other than, uh, again, Rockin', Starboy, those were great songs. Uh, the, the most r and you know, people say with uh, The Weeknd as an R&B artist, the most R&B song on here was the song number seven, True Colors. Also a really strong song, I think, but I think it's almost too R&B to be like a number one hit. You know what I mean? Because R&B is popular, but it's not like in the 90s. It's not like in the 90s where you could drop a pure R&B song and go straight to the top of the the charts. Um, Yeah, this album is just kind of weird. I feel like it came out too soon. I feel like, and he didn't even write any of the, I mean, like a lot of pop artists, he didn't write pretty much any of the lyrics. I mean, the songs, I don't know about the lyrics, but I'm looking at the writer's list on Wikipedia you know what? I guess no. He, he is listed. I'm sorry. I was looking for the weekend, and of course, his name is Abel. Blah blah blah. So yeah, he is listed as a writer on all these songs too. So I just feel like he they rushed it. I don't yeah. know. That's where I, I I I think what happened here. When he's like he is a commercial artist. Let's let's all be honest about that. And... Yeah, but he is. But if you listen to his first mixtapes and even his first album, Kissland, even more so than his last album, he was more of an like an alternative R and B. He was doing the R and B thing, but. I felt that it was a little bit. First of all, it was. I thought it was less party oriented than it was now. Where at least the everything else going on in the album was was better to the point where it didn't bother me. I don't know. I just feel like this is his by far his most commercial album, I guess. And that's one of the the, the weaknesses of it is that I think it got rushed. He's a like you said, he's a mainstream artist. He's got to release an album to stay on top. And maybe he just doesn't have the chops to write the lyrics. Having said that, I think this thing, I mean, I was reading how this thing is breaking all these streaming hits. This is a huge album. Yeah. Or all these streaming records. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah. But what would you rate this at 1 to 10? Well, I'm going to give it a 6.5 because, again, I think musically awesome. I mean, of all the pop, more poppy albums I've heard this year, this, I think, in terms of music, is the best one I've heard. But... The lyrics outside of two or three songs, I could just do without. And, you know, I don't relate to it. I think that's a big thing I, I should say is I shouldn't say the lyrics are bad. It's just not for me. I don't want to be hearing about this stuff. It's I'm I'm not into it. I'm not in this the party scene and all this stuff. So the, I think in some ways the album wasn't made for me. But at the end of the day, I still don't like it that much. So point, I think credit where credit's due. I think it's a solid record, just not completely for me, I think. So 6.5. Yeah. What would you give it? You give it an even six. Okay. Same book. Same thing, pretty much. Disappointing. Well, yeah, and he, he released a, a really, and it's I understand it's pretty hard to come from a, a massively successful album and recreate that same buzz and originality and all that. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. But it, and, and I, I don't know. I feel like he, he'll, he'll do better than this. I get yeah. the feeling. Oh yeah, and it's the, that's the main thing is we can only like. While I think this is going to be massive, massively successful, I don't think this is going to be Grammy for album of the year material. Mm-hmm. So we can hope that he remains successful, remains creative, gets people like Daft Punk and admission. I love Lana Del Rey. I love her. Yeah, she was good kinda, voice. She's got really an, good an amazing. Voice. Uh, her albums are awesome. I liked hearing her on here. Um, you know, he's got great talent. Kendrick Lamar was on this thing and kind of, in my opinion, one of the stronger tracks on Sidewalks. But uh, there's lots of good stuff going on here. I just think he's got a... And this is just me talking to him because I have nothing in common with The Weeknd. But lyrically, I'm just on a different planet than this dude. I am on an alien planet. Boom, 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 boom,
Alien episode. And we picked it because Starboy. Aliens. From the sky. Mm-hmm. Ish. That's them. That they're listening. Is that what that that is? <laughs> so on to our high priority news items. The Kanye West drama. We've talked about Kanye West way too much on this show, but but we got, I got I got something good to say today. So on on to his drama after a series of controversial stage rants, one where he claimed he wanted to vote for Donald Trump, and uh, where he called out his friends Jay Z and Beyonce because they support Hillary. Yada yada yada. Um, he was hospitalized in Los Angeles for an apparent uh, mental exhaustion. And we should say too, neither of us are we're, we're very apolitical here at Weekly Neurosis. We're not saying he was right or wrong to have said he voted for Donald Trump, but he his fans in general didn't care for the sentiment, which made it controversial. So piss people off, and then he said a bunch of stuff about Jay Z and Beyonce. Continue. So I just wanted to clarify that. No. Uh, but there's been much paparazzi-driven uh, speculation uh, going around that he... Um, well, okay, wait. I'm going to reread that. There's been much driven speculation but that has been going on about the, the situation. Uh, for now, it's safe to say that Kanye's last couple of years have been raised many eyebrows and has been um, has had us questioning about how mental mentally stable he's been yeah. in the past couple of years. And as last I heard as of yesterday... He's still in like a month. And I Googled his name just to see what was going on. And there was all these headlines like, Kim Kardashian won't take their kids to see him because he's crazy. And all this. And I don't give into this stuff. I wasn't real surprised to hear this that would happen because think about some of the stuff this guy said. It's bonkers. And at first I was like, oh, it's Kanye being Kanye. His name hasn't been in the headline for a while. But, you know, then I heard a couple of days later that he's in the mental institution. He's exhausted. He's kind of losing it. I kind of feel for the guy a little bit, you know? Well, and I, I feel like, because my wife said something to me about, like, I'm just glad he's, like, starting to get okay. Yeah, I can hope so. But I, I feel like this is just something that he's trying to, like, stir up to keep his publicity rolling. M- maybe. The only thing I would say to that was, you know, a lot of things people say about Kanye is he's this artistic genius, blah, blah, blah. He hasn't, I know some Kanye West fans will probably just think I'm nuts, but... He hasn't released an album since 2010 that's been acclaimed and stuff. Like, if you liked The Life of Pablo, good for you. If you liked Jesus, good for you. But those albums, they are not up to the... If you look at some of his earlier stuff, he was one of the greatest in the hip-hop community, without question. And the dude has totally gone off the rails. I think his sort of loss of reality has is shown through in his music and whether or not that's an act or something is one thing. But, uh, the fact that so much, so few details are coming out about this, one of two things are happening. One, they're trying to make people speculate. So his name stays in the news or B the dude has some issues and he's trying to stay out of the spotlight so he can get better. And I tend to think after he says some of this crazy stuff or he says some of these things that pisses off his huge fan base that the dude ain't right. He's probably not sleeping good. Think about it. He can't walk down the street to go get a carton of milk without all this crap happening. Who knows? Like, I just feel that, yeah, I don't like to defend Kanye West because I don't particularly care for the guy any, anymore. But, uh, you know, I just got to hope he's okay. I mean, he's got kids. I mean, those are real people, right? Yeah, that's true. You, you got to hope that he can pull it together and make sure that they don't end up as crazy as he is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, I, I just hope he's okay. I'll be yeah. honest, because if this a, turns out to be a pub, publicity stunt, you can go just screw off forever. Like whatever, who cares? Yeah, who cares about him. 
We all do, Ethan. Like, if he releases a surprise album that he recorded when he was in the hospital, I'm never going to listen to that thing. Okay, I'm going to listen to that. Grab it from a hospital bed. I miss the old Kanye. <laughs> I miss old Kanye. So, on to obsessions, where we obsess about things on a weekly basis. Are you asking me? Yeah. What are you obsessed with right now? Okay, well, I got the 3D Blu-ray of The Force Awakens, Star Wars Episode Seven, The Force mm-hmm. Awakens, directed by J.J. Abrams. Um, great movie. Got the 3D Blu-ray. It's got new... Special features, some new deleted scenes, and most importantly, the 3D copy, which Disney waited to release so we could spend more money on it. <sighs> um, but then uh, it also has a commentary from J.J. Abrams on it. And I haven't listened to it yet, but I did watch the 3D copy, and it's astounding. And I'm very excited for Rogue One in less than two and a half weeks, as we just said. Yeah. I was going to say something else, but I've said Grateful Dead like 15 times already. <laughs> the Grateful Dead. Your turn. Uh, this is, okay, one thing is Westworld. Oh, shit. Which is great. Everybody says it's so good. It's so good. My brother said it's like the best. I can't say Arrival because that was this week's movie of the week. But yeah. Arrival was good. Westworld, good for, same level, kind of for a TV show, well, which is crazy. So the other piece of it, and this sounds so stupid, is Hangers. Like coat hangers? Like coat hangers okay. and or clothes hangers. So I ordered hangers from Amazon now a month ago. <laughs> Literally, this is happened. Don't you get two-day shipping, bro? I get Prime. So two-day shipping, and it didn't arrive two days later. And then five days later, they emailed me once, and they said, hey, we are out of hangers. <laughs> so we can't get you any hangers. Didn't you talk about hangers once on the podcast? No, I, swear to God, I don't think brought I brought up... this up because this is this is now. So here's how it's gone. It's gone on and on and on to now. There's a month. It's been a month. Just they, give you some hanger. Go to Walmart. Buy and some... I said, can I? Let me just get because they have, they actually have a way better price than Walmart. Well, yeah. So I got I got a thirty pack of hangers, and now it's been a, it's been it was Prime, and then it was five days, and it was eight days, and it was eleven days, and it was fourteen days. And it was 17 days, and then they said, well, we're it's indefinite. And to this point, it's free. Aren't there any other options? Well, no, it's free now. Oh, you just want the, the free hangers. Yeah, so they're like, well, at this point... But do you just have, like, a pile of clothes you need to hang somewhere now? Well, I'm out of hangers, because my <laughs> wife buys clothes, I purchase clothes, and, and you lose hangers throughout the house. I've never it's, lost It's inevitable. Hanger. I've never lost it. Explain that. Don't lose your hangers, bro. Yeah, I know. I don't know what happens to him, but um, you have a dog too. We don't have a dog. Yeah, he he, he probably eats them. eats them whole. So at oh. this point, they're free hangers, and they're just floating around in the universe. Wow. At this point, I hope that they're like hand making them. Next time you watch Interstellar, he'll be floating around, and just a hanger goes oh, by. Look at these hangers, and you're like, "That's my hanger." It's a thirty pack of hangers. He's like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> no. That's been it. I wonder what would happen in Interstellar if he took his suit. This is a spoiler for Interstellar, by the way. If when he's in like you know the scene where he's like in the fifth dimension or whatever, what would have happened if he took his suit off? You know, we would have been okay. Was there air out there? I pondered that. Hmm. <laughs> because I. I <clears throat> I don't feel like he would he'd run out of oxygen. I mean, he's in the fifth dimension. Do you need, you need oxygen out there? Yeah. You know? 
And we leave you on that question. Yeah, that's a <laughs> If good you have any ideas, on. tweet us at Weekly Neurosis, Instagram at Weekly Neurosis, Facebook, Weekly Neurosis. Take Bro. a picture of what you think would happen. Yeah, take a picture of yourself thinking about the question we just asked. If Matthew McConaughey took his spacesuit off in Interstellar when he's in the fifth dimension, what would happen? I'm going to think about that, and we're going to have that conversation. And That's all we're going to talk about on the 50th episode. <laughs> Interstellar. That's all we're allowed to talk about is that one question. What would happen to him? <laughs> I don't think anything would happen to him. I, I think, don't think so. I think he's in a contained, you know, whoever created that place is pretty smart. So I'm pretty sure he could go there in his skivvies and be fine. Although, at the end, he gets sucked out back into space, and he's floating around Jupiter. Without a suit, he would have died. You know what I'm saying? We should produce, you and I, a like series of stories meshing together. So <laughs> here's an example. Okay. So in Interstellar, he's like going from dimension to dimension to dimension, and then he meshes into Inception. Oh. And he's actually in just in a dream. So then he meshes in, and it's. Matthew McConaughey. And then he wakes up. DiCaprio. Then he wakes up and he's in the hospital bed in Jacob's Ladder, which I just watched. Yeah. And just mesh. Let's just mesh a whole then he gets, shitload of movies And then he together. gets on a subway and... What's a subway movie? And then he gets shot. No, wait, no. I'm thinking of not on a subway. What What are subway movies? Are there any cool movies that happen on subways? Or on yeah, trains? Yeah, there's a bunch of them. And then we have to splice in then. He goes from a subway to snakes on a plane. What? For a little bit. Just That's a weird. teeny little minute. I think we just found a use for Greg. <laughs> we could do this all day. That would be Mesh a fun a whole... That would be a fun game to do where you come up with you like you take a character from a movie and you talk a little bit about it and then you pass it to the next person and they have to name a different movie and like continue the story thread using plot points from that movie. And keep going until somebody really stretches it to the point where it doesn't... Like, I couldn't think of a train movie. The only train movie I could think of was Midnight Meat Train, the, the slasher movie. And can other people help you, though? So I could be like, Denzel oh, no, Washington no, no, train no. movie. This is a drinking game, sir. If you're wrong, you have to drink an entire bottle of tequila. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> All right. Well, that's not ridiculous for this episode. This has been the Alien episode. I'm Nate. I'm Ethan. And everyone, please take care. Go see the movie, movie Arrival. Or, and Moonlight. And Moonlight. In any film you see that may or may not win an Oscar. Or just any movie. Any movie. Go yeah. to the movies. If you Fuck. like. And go listen to some, some records, some CDs, perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. We always say, like, go see the movie. Listen to some music. Well, yeah. Listen to some Grateful Dead, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Watch Viceland. It's an amazing TV show, TV channel. Chug a bottle of whiskey and go skydiving. Yeah. <laughs> Try craft beer. You weren't as thrilled about that one. You were like, no. <laughs> no, skydiving, I totally think. Oh, God, I would never do such a dumb thing. Skydiving is smarter than base jumping. I wouldn't do that either. Well, you you said like that was an alternative. I'm never going to do either of those things. No. Nah. Do it. So well, don't do, skydive. Do, 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 go do, see yeah, Moonlight. Just or, or see Moonlight. Up. Listen to some music. Go into Apple Music or Spotify. Or Tidal. Or Tidal. Or, and listen to some new music. Or Amazon Music. You. Or Amazon Music. Or, or Amazon your Prime. father's record collection. Or your father's record collection. Or go read a book. You know? Or read a book. Or go to Ethan's DVD slash Blu-ray collection. You know, I got movies you can have. Well, 
I need him back eventually. Don't rob him, though. Otherwise, I'll kill you. Wow. Thanks, bud. And um, be free. <laughs> Jeez. Live life. All right, this everyone, take care. Bye now.